Welcome, Guardians. It's January 9th, 2016, and you're listening to Ghost Stories, a Destiny podcast. I apologize for not being X-Ray. He does these intros much better than I do. Uh, <laughs> this will be our 10th Whisper, and this week we're going to be discussing the Exo Stranger Grimoire card, which is appropriately titled Ghost Fragment, the Exo Stranger 2. Uh, this is a new card that was given to us along with some of the more recent cards we've been discussing on the show. Uh, this week on the show, even though I have done the introduction, I will not be leading. Uh, I am Drop Slash, and with me is Beta Chieftain. Why don't you want to lead Drop? Come on. Uh, it's, it's cool. I can do it. <laughs> These are your notes. <laughs> That's true. These are my notes. I am I am a very big fan of Exos and the Exo Stranger, as, as our listeners hopefully know by now. Well, and we know that. I, and this is funny because this goes back to our original discussion where we first met <laughs> on the <laughs> on the lore boards. This sort of like very quick deep dive into Exos and Future War Cult and the Exo Stranger sort of sits in the middle of a lot of these different uh, outlets for those particular topics. Right, right. Uh, so I guess we should start with thanks and announcements. Uh, we want to give a huge thanks to all our followers on Twitter. We just hit uh, 600, which is amazing that uh, we have that many followers on Twitter so quickly. Uh, we get great questions coming in all the time and people listening to the episodes and giving us super valuable feedback and, and challenging us on things that we have said or or totally agreeing. There's like people who try me like, man, I thought the exact same thing. Thanks for saying it. Uh, so huge thanks to all you folks on uh, on Twitter who follow us there. Uh, and that's at D Ghost Stories. So if you hear this and, and want to jump into the conversation, uh, feel free to on Twitter. Or you can jump into our fan chat. We opened a Slack channel for our fan chat. Uh, and right now we got 59 people in there, including some some people who are going to make an appearance on this show a little bit later. Uh, a lot of them are folks who've done amazing things in the lore community, and there's amazing conversations going on in that Slack chat all the time. It's I sometimes hesitate to to open it up. I'm like, if I open this Slack chat, I'm going to be here for hours. <laughs> right. Talking. I, I, I have to decide if I'm going to get work done that day, or if I, you know, or if I'm going to dive into the fan chat. Uh, if you're interested in jumping into that fan chat, you can send an email to dghoststories at gmail.com uh, and we'll get you set up with a login and you, you can jump into the conversation there as well. And one one cool thing we're trying to do is there's obviously just, you know, general, very random discussion about everything, but we're trying to also have specific kind of areas to discuss the episodes. So, you know, after you guys listen to an episode, if you're interested, you can, you know, continue to discuss it with the other fans and with us. And, specifically one of the coolest things about that chat too also is we get to see people who are working on their own tools uh to dissect the lore like we obviously do it through our show notes and our podcasts but there's other people who are building amazing tools for keeping track of all this uh crazy lore and all these divergent stories and tracking theories and and using it to establish proof or debunk things it's I'm so happy that it's a group of people who are really committed to to really diving deep and and building new tools to uncover like the truth of all the things that are going on. Yeah, there's there's nothing that makes us smile more or just makes us happier than uh watching the chat and then realizing that people are making connections with each other. Yeah. And you know, really help helping each other with their tools. So 
Uh, so then we have two other announcements. I'm going to announce mine. Beta's going to announce his. And then we're going to try <laughs> to not make this entire podcast about these two announcements. Uh, I mentioned this in the last episode, but Books of Sorrow Part 2, our notes are done. It's about 35 pages worth of discussion by this team. Uh, we're going to be recording that shortly. We don't have a solid date yet, but we'll certainly let you know. Or maybe we'll just surprise you with it. But it's going to be a huge episode. Uh, it's a huge huge undertaking you know even some of the new lore that has been given to us in some of these new grimoire cards has tied back into the books of sorrow so it's it's constantly evolving and updating and uh it's going to be a big show and really looking forward to it yeah and we up to now we've been trying to get all six of us together to record it but i think you know we're at the point now where and we're still going to try but we're going to get it out you know no matter how many of us we've got if we have because we want to get it out, so. Um, and then there's mine announcement. So Rasputin, that is the other major episode we're working on right now. We've got what twenty four, twenty five pages for that yep. one so far. It's awesome. And that one is almost more scary than the Books of Sorrow because we're going to cover the collapse and Exos and the Golden Age and Omnigol and Crota and. <laughs> And, <laughs> and all those crazy, and the, crazy yeah, code words. and Yeah, and all the code words and, you know, and cu- the, culture and history. And so it's if we rabbit hole enough on that one, you know, it could turn into a five-parter. We, we don't know. We could do an entire episode just on the notes that I'm pulling together for the references to Marathon and Pathways into Darkness and even into Halo a little bit. There's yeah, that's so many references in the Rasputin lore that ties back to those things. Yeah, that might that might turn into its own episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so well, anyway, I mean, we yeah. could talk about that stuff forever. So uh, we should probably move forward and and discuss uh, this new ghost fragment. Ghost fragment, the Exo Stranger Two. And I was I'm really happy with this one just because we learned so much more <laughs> than than all the other cryptic things we've ever gotten about the stranger. Um, and kind of just an interesting thing, and I guess I'll point this out, we're going to, it's already broken up into kind of divisions of records, log notes. So we're just going to be reading this grimoire card kind of top to bottom and then commenting as we go. We think it's the best format. But the, the introductory sentence says, scattered field notes captured on an archaic transmission band. And to me, that's already interesting because the fact that it's archaic um, you know, it it could be referring to Golden Age tech, but even to a degree, you're like, well, would they call Golden Age tech archaic? Um, so it's just interesting. Clearly, this is either being it's been out in space a long time and it's being captured just now, or you know, it's just I don't have a lot of comments about it, but it's just interesting <laughs> to think about. Just well, we also the fact that I they mean, use that word, and this is cryptic, even if we're captured. Uh, who what what captured this like at the beginning you know some of the missions when we're communicating or the exo stranger is trying to contact us you know ghost very specifically has to like get out into the open to boost the signal meaning that she's not communicating to us on a a very clear direct frequency she's just sort of broadcasting and hoping we can pick it up so right right it sort of reminded me of this a little bit where oh you know she's she's putting it out there and she's hoping that we're the ones picking it up yeah, that's very true. Um, and what's interesting about this card, you know, after that intro sentence, is it's broken down into basically uh, notated records. 
And this will be interesting to a lot of people because if anyone is familiar with, let's see, Ghost Fragment Vex 5 or the future War, war Cult Ghost Fragment, um, any discussions about the device, future War Cult gear, um, there's this very specific format that they record in where they say record, they give a number, and then there's a few variations on the next word. Um, sometimes it says chasm. In this case, it says bridge, and then there's a number after that. And so um, just in itself, this is interesting because we're not going to go into it this episode because <laughs> it's, <laughs> it, it's, it's a rabbit hole. Um, it's a wormhole. Yeah, and we, and we want to go into it way more depth with better notes. But it's, it's interesting because this Exo Stranger card is using, apart from the word bridge, it's using the word bridge instead of chasm. Um, but it's notated extremely similar to how the future war cult and uh, Maya on Vex Five and th- how they notate these things. So, do we think that that is a reference to a device being used, or that it is a reference to the identities of the people using it? I I really want to believe that Maya is the Exo Stranger, <laughs> and <laughs> you know I don't have a lot of evidence for it. It's just. I want it to be true, <laughs> but like, so I want to say it's connected to the people, but I mean, really, I think it's, it's a connection to these devices. Um, we'll get into this on our Rasputin episode, but <laughs> there's Rasputin was in charge of a number of projects. Um, the device was one of them and there was a fresco painting, um, listeners might have read about in golden age two the grimoire card. Um, and all these things seem to have these kind of similar properties of looking into the future or the past, or, you know, we're not quite sure, but they have these kind of displacement type properties. And so the fact that the Exo Stranger, we know kind of is hopping around time. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it, it just, you know, it, it screams a connection to me. She's like, she's like Harry Potter up in the attic, staring into this giant painting wanting wanting one thing and the, the painting grants it <laughs> yeah uh, i love that i love that card too about that fresco painting i want to find that i think i mentioned earlier that i'm hoping that is one of the treasures in charlemagne's vault <laughs> just out of the corner of your eye we'll spy it <laughs> <laughs> all right so what's this what's this first record that we're looking at yeah and so i guess we'll read the numbers too in case anyone can make more sense of it than us it, to me, it's always kind of like all time-stamped things in, in Destiny. It almost makes sense, but then it doesn't really correlate with anything. So um, we have Record 84, Bridge 10.7. And it says, right, or, right when this time, wrong where. The world so big on the horizon wasn't expecting it. As it happens, something's here that's not supposed to be, other than myself, will return. Um... So to me, what stands out there, obviously, is the whole uh, right, what is it, right when, wrong where. So clearly, we're, we're pretty much discussing time travel here. Um, yeah. Or, or at least the alternate, you know, related theory of kind of parallel dimension time, you know, jumping. Yeah. But um, what struck to me, you know, so is the line where it says the world so big on the horizon? To me... Personally, um, and I, I have evidence for this later in the card, but I think she's on the moon at this point. Like, she's not on Earth looking at some other world on the 
horizon. Like to me, she's on the moon and she's actually looking back at earth. Yeah. Um, I, I feel the same way. So, yeah. Um, uh, and I really think that this is uh, something here that's not supposed to be. Uh, and there's very much the hive presence on the moon. It could specifically be meaning the temple of Crota, but I think in general it's, you know, she got to the moon and saw either the temple or the Hellmouth or something. It's like, wow, this is not a thing that's supposed to be here. Right. And, and as we go through this card, we'll kind of see her discovering what that thing is. Um, and to me, I, I guess there's not a ton of evidence, but to me it's just interesting that, and as we'll kind of read later on, if it is indeed the hive, um, I, I just always have this opinion that she's actually from the past somehow. You know, a lot of people think she may be from the future or an alternate dimension, but I've always kind of had this impression that she's from the past. And so, you know, she comes from a time when the moon is either populated by us, you know, still, if she were from the golden age, you know, oh, yeah. for the first, the first light people would have still been on the moon. Um, and so when she's like, well, something's here that shouldn't be here. It's like wherever she's, <coughs> sorry, sick. <laughs> Um, whenever I get sick, I, I get these coughs that last for weeks afterward. Um, so sorry. Anyways, yeah, I, I was imagining, you know, like if she's from the future, our own future, I feel like she would have already known the high over on the moon. Um, but I feel like if she's from the past, then, you know, it might be something she's not expecting. It's a good point. I like your note here that the, uh, the word bridge in the record could be referencing an Einstein Rosen bridge. Yeah, and Destiny's got so I and mean, we'll we'll talk about this in Rasputin too. But Destiny's got so many references to like Norse mythology and Norse gods and things. Yeah. And so this it's just it the, feels good. Yeah. The Bifrost. <coughs> yeah. It's just this is the Bifrost. All right. So Okay, so we have we have the Exo Stranger arriving, what we believe to be on what we believe to be the moon, and uh and spying something that she doesn't think should be there. And then we jump forward. So that was record 084. So now we jump forward to record 092, uh, bridge, and then 08.1. So, and in this entry we have, the configuration worked, mostly. Arrived under the surface, surrounded. Too slow to return, barely fought to a vantage point. Yes, there is dark evil here, and not the one we chase. Suggest no other attempts without more care. And so for me, this reinforces the fact that it was the moon Um, because, I mean, I I suppose Venus, we have some areas under the surface with the Vex, but, um, you know, we know the moon to be very full of hive tunnels. And so the fact that she would spawn in, be completely surrounded, um, you know, it's very reminiscent of what the moon is like. (laughs) So, and this is interesting too. Well, there's this line, you know, yes, there is a, there is dark evil here, but not, and not the one we chase. I mean, she tells us throughout the story that she's pretty much always chasing the Vex. So if she had appeared underground on Venus, she would have appeared with the Vex and been like, oh, that's exactly what we're looking for. True, so, true. So this sort of dark evil that they just discovered here, I, yeah, I agree with you that this was probably the hive. What's interesting to me, though, is that if she appeared in the middle of the hive tunnels, she was able to fight her way out of those tunnels to get to the surface when Eris and an entire fire team could not do the same. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> and and the Exo Stranger is not even a guardian. So she's clearly a bit more powerful than we may be giving her credit for. 
that stranger's rifle might be a better weapon than we, than we thought. <laughs> yeah, and um, and so to me, the dark evil, and like I've said, or I keep saying, as we read through this card, like the way I've interpreted this Grimoire card is that it's kind of her discovering the hive. She doesn't, at the you know, the first record, she doesn't quite know what it is. And we'll see as we go that she's learning what the evil is. Um, and so to us, who we, we already know what the hive are. Yeah. You know, when she says dark evil on the moon, we immediately start thinking of things like Crota, Omnigol, um, the, all, you know, the thousands of worms that are just there waiting for their spawn and things the like that. The shrines of Oryx, all the stuff that's down there. Right, the shrine of Oryx. Um, so, yeah, so to me, and we know the hive, you know, to be the darkest evil. Um, and it, it was always interesting that, to me, I'm kind of jumping ahead here, but when we first meet the stranger on Venus, you know, she gives the whole speech about, you know, the Vex, they're evil, so evil that it hates other evil, you know, and things like that. <laughs> yes. And, and I guess once you've, as a guardian, like us, now that we've kind of gone through the game, you know, it's like the Vex are bad. But, you know, we've basically been taught this whole time, like, no, the Hive are evil. Like, you know, the well, Vex the Vex are bad, but the Hive kind of seem much worse. It's interesting up to this point. Uh, and just because this is fresh in my mind, uh, because I recently played through all the beginning story missions. Mm-hmm. And the it escalates very quickly where, you know, for the first few missions, it's very much, oh, the Fallen, the Fallen, the Fallen. They're the, the worst possible enemy you've ever faced. Right. And then you break into the terrestrial complex on the way to Skywatch and all of a sudden, oh my God, the hive are on earth. It's the hive. It's the hive. It's the hive. They're terrible. They're terrible. They're terrible. Uh, mm-hmm. They're so dark and evil. And then we jump to the moon and the exo stranger starts to get involved. Uh, and then she starts saying things to us like, Hey, guess what? Sure. Go down and fight the hive, do what you need to do, but there's worse things out here. And then we get to Venus and meet her. And then she's like the vex, the vex, the vex, the vex. <laughs> uh, but then we sort of loop back as the story's progressed and the exo stranger is sort of like taking this like a background role. We don't see her very much in any of these later expansions. Uh, we've and I, I brought this up just because, you know, in the Chamber of Night mission on the moon, uh, when she says, I know what you're about to do. It's brave. Uh, but there are enemies out here you would not believe. I was like, we're going down to fight the hive. And then as our guardian looks back after defeating Oryx. I would just think to myself, the Exo Stranger is nuts. Uh, <laughs> nothing the Vex have done is anything on the level that Oryx and the Taken and the Hive have. Like, even the Vault of Glass ended up getting infiltrated and taken by Oryx. Right. So there's, there, isn't, there isn't anything <laughs> worse than the Hive that we faced so far. Right, and that's why... Yeah, like, my impression from reading this, and as we're going to read, that she's kind of discovering the Hive, or that when we talk to her on Venus, like, the Vex are the worst thing to her, but she doesn't fully grasp what the Hive are. And we'll read that here, where she's kind of discovering it, and she's constantly trying to make correlations back to the Vex. Um, and w- Which kind of just goes back to, like, that's why, I, personally, I always think she's from the past, because... Um, I mean, it seems like in the golden age, there's some evidence of hive activity, but not a lot of evidence. We, uh, Dragon was talking, you know, when we were doing the, the, uh, first light or the, the ocean of storms two episode, mm-hmm. 
where, you know, they're just barely discovering these worms and these creatures on the, <coughs> on the moon towards what was the end of the golden age. And so it seems like, and when in the golden age, right, we've got the Ishtar Academy and they're all just like Vex, Vex, these things are so evil, the Vex. Um, so I don't know. Anyway, to me, it's just like more evidence where I'm like, you know, I think the stranger, whoever she is, was very familiar with the Vex and knew they were bad news, but she's, at the same time, she wasn't quite totally familiar with what these Hive are. Because, you know, with us, with the higher perspective, it's like, no, yeah. the, hive, the, hive, the Hive beat the Vex, you know, they had, a, they had an immutable future, according to Praetith, yeah. so... Anyway, well, okay, so we'll we'll jump back on track here, and we'll build up, we'll we'll loop back around all the stuff we just talked about. Uh, so the next record is record one twenty, uh, which is bridge zero five point three. This is an interesting entry. Uh, they are feral on the surface, but their intent is complex behind the teeth and claws. More is shared with the machines than common enemies alone. Right, and so we'll go ahead. Go ahead. No, I don't like this entry. Oh, you don't? <laughs> uh, I, I think she's right that the hive are far more complex than teeth and claws, but how does that relate to the Vex? The Vex are not feral at all. Right, and so that's where... I think, she, well, we know... Because when we first met the hive, to us, they really were teeth and claws, right? Yep. That first encounter with the thrall in Skywatch, and you're like, mm-hmm. what is happening? <laughs> um, and... You know, and but at, through time, thanks to the Taken King, we've come to learn, okay, they're not, you know, they've got these worms and they're actually trying to take over the universe and there's yeah. sword logic. And it's like, oh, okay, this is actually pretty complex. There's like a massive hierarchy and like royalty and gods and all kinds of things. Right. And so it's like, I don't know if she totally gets it, but the fact that she uses the word complex, it seems like she senses that there's more to them than meets the eye. Yeah. Um, and so, and to me... To me, it makes sense because we know that the Vex, once they met the Hive, they took up the sword logic. Yeah. And so different species, but at this point, they have the, oh, same, en- they have the same end goal. That's interesting. So, that, I mean, I didn't put that together. I was looking at your notes and then what you just said. And again, it's tough because I'm so deep in the Book of Sorrows. And I realized <laughs> that all happened a millennia ago. Right, uh, right. So there's a very deep connection between the hive and the vex, and that she could be sensing that at this point. Right. Yeah. So it's not appearance or species or you know, but it's this. They've both accepted the sword logic. Now we have you know two of the three queens. And yeah. They're they're both just out for blood at this point. Interesting. All so, right. So yeah, so that's how I read it, and so yeah, this is to me. I'm just going to keep saying this <laughs> because it's it's my it's my theory, but you know like. It seems like, you know, she doesn't know what the Hive are. She knows very well what the Vex are. And she's starting to put two and two together that, okay, whatever these Hive are, they seem to be very similar to the Vex in many ways. Which I think is why she keeps coming back. You know, at first she would probably would have been like, whatever, stupid fallen, don't care. <laughs> and, and moved on to look for the Vex. But the fact that she keeps returning, it's, you know, this okay, there's something, there's some connection here that, that goes deeper than just the surface, and it might be important to understand. All right. These next three bother me, so I'm going to let you read them. <laughs> okay. So the next one is record 142, bridge 07.4. Um, that might mean something to someone. So <laughs> it says, an unexpected extraction... 
These guardians stopped some dark ritual before I could reach it, tearing the light away like the garden, too similar to go uncharted. So tell me why you hate it first. <laughs> well, I only hate it in, in reference to the next two. Uh, this one's very clearly a reference to the Chamber of Night uh, and that shard of the Traveler that's trapped down there. I mean, I think the yeah, yeah. the speaker says the exact same thing. Uh, the hive are engaged in a ritual that's draining the Traveler of its light. Yeah, and so what's interesting, one, she, she knew about the ritual. She says, before I could reach it. Yeah. So she seems to have some ability to kind of detect these things similar. I mean, it's never really explained how the speaker or the vanguard suddenly knew that light was, you know, that this ritual was happening. Yeah. Um, but what, however they knew, clearly the stranger knew too. Um, what's interesting to me about this, this record is the reference to the garden. And you'll notice, um, so this is the first time she says garden and at no point does she ever say black. We know it as the black garden. I mm -hmm. believe it's the same thing. Um, I think she knew it. Well, you know, we call it the black garden, but I'm pretty sure she knew it as simply the garden before well, it was taken over. She, well, I guess that's true. She calls it the black garden in the cutscene, though. Right. She says, have right. you heard of the black garden? And then Ghost says, we've heard the legends. Although, to be fair, that cutscene, in terms of the timeline of this record, would have been would be the entry after the last entry in this record. Okay. So by then maybe she's she's like, oh, they they keep calling it Black Garden. All right. But um anyway, what's interesting to me is this whole idea of okay, tearing the light away like the garden. And so you start thinking like, okay, so we know the hive with their magic, you know, they have that shard of the traveler and they're they're doing their siphoning thing to strip away the light. Um and so we've always kind of we have some hints as to, you know, how the Black Garden was conquered. There's descriptions in, uh, thank you, Rasputin, in Ghost Fragment Mysteries <laughs> of, of Black Flame um, and, you know, devouring the blossoms and things. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, okay. So it seems like whatever happened to the garden, it was also a place of light. Um, but that light was kind of siphoned away. And presumably by the Black Heart. Um, you know, to us... When that black heart, it, it, I'm not sure what it was doing in that garden, right? I mean, well, it, so, it was there, but... Well, I mean, again, this ties back to Books of Sorrow a lot, so there's a little bit of crossover, but if the hive can take a shard of the Traveler uh, and use a ritual to drink, to siphon light from the Traveler with it, if you were a machine race, what would be the logical thing to do? You would go inside the source of the light and build that same thing. So this supports the theory a little bit that the Black Garden is actually within the Traveler. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't seem unrealistic that, you know, the, the great minds of the Vex would say, oh, we can siphon light in order to gain whatever ontopathological powers. Let's just go directly to the source of this thing and build, you know, one of these blight engines inside it and drain the light that way. Yeah, yeah. Could be the truth, could not, probably. I like, I like how you <laughs> called it a, a blight engine. I hadn't heard that before. Because I, I love the black heart because you look at it and you're like, well, it looks like a blight, but it's not. And to me, I'm always like, did Bungie just change their art direction? Yeah. Um, <laughs> or, 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 yeah, maybe is you know. I don't know. When was the last time you played that mission? Maybe they changed it. <laughs> I'll have to go look. Um, but, yeah, or, you know, like, or maybe, yeah, like the Vex kind of, it's almost a blight, but it's kind of, you know, they built 
one. They've yeah. built their own engine kind of thing. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Um, but anyway, yeah. So to me, it's just the interesting point on that card is that, and is the whole connection with the garden, right? And to me, I go into this very much on Rasputin, so we don't need to go into it now. <laughs> but just, you know, theories on kind of what the collapse was or what caused it. And so at the very least, we can say, okay, well, the light siphoning abilities that the hive have were clearly involved in the collapse or and the garden itself because um, she's calling it out immediately of like, oh, yeah, this is the same thing. I guess the other interesting thing to point out is if she know if she says like the garden, it means she was around. Actually, I, don't, I haven't thought of this at all, but... And this implies, right, that she was around long enough to witness what happened to the garden. Otherwise, how would she know, right? True. So it's like, oh, we know Rasputin says he was there at the garden, but it's like, okay, this is crazy. But um, <laughs> we can talk about it later. I mean, so we know from the Kotaku article that original, original Destiny story was that Rasputin had multiple frames, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and they kind like of rescue one from the dreadnought, and they threw that out. Although, what's interesting is that when you read through the grimoire, there's a lot of evidence of that still. And all you know, he accuses Cade of being a, a Rasputin frame. Yeah. Um, and then we have Rasputin speaking to the stranger in. <coughs> uh, is it Rasputin four or Rasputin five? No, oh, wait. You're getting way ahead of this here. Let's. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, yeah. We, <laughs> See, that's this a is huge, that's a crazy deep card that you just mentioned. This uh, is why the Rasputin episode will be so good. Anyway, I just thought, I'm like, you know, if she was there at the Black Garden, maybe she's a Rasputin frame of some kind. Because Rasputin said he was there. So maybe, maybe that's why there. Rasputin dreams of the garden. Yep. Anyway, let's not go down that hole. <laughs> <laughs> and let's just, why don't you just go ahead and read that next entry there. Get me okay. off topic. So now we have... Uh, Okay, so you just did the July. I'm looking yeah, at so 07, on, uh, 07 dot on... form. Look, it's July fourth. So here we have record one four two bridge zero eight point one. So this is the same record, uh, but a different number after the bridge. This attempt was precise. Landed meters and minutes from prior ritual. Confirmed the extraction was extinguished. The little light mentioned Venus. We may have another. Another Skywalker. Yes. Uh, <laughs> no, there is another. Uh, so this is there's interesting language here. So the first one started off with an unexpected extraction, and this one says confirmed the extraction was extinguished. Uh, now, it seems like is this a reference to the hive extracting light from the traveler, or is this something else? Yeah, so... All right, let's define extinguished. Right? That, that's going to help. <laughs> uh, so, But this is interesting because this seems... Uh, so we know now, and when we watch both, when you do the mission, the, the Dark Beyond uh, and Chamber of Night, there's interactions with the Exo Stranger. Right. Uh, in, the, in the We've Woken the Hive, we just look over our shoulder and see her, and then she's gone. Uh, she doesn't really talk to us until Chamber of Night. Uh, but it's interesting that she says the little light mentioned Venus. We may have another, but the only reason that our ghost, assuming ghost is little light, because that's what she refers to them as, 
The only reason Ghost mentions Venus at all is because we get a transmission from the Exo Stranger that he targets to Venus. Yep. So that's like a self-completing like loophole right there where it's like, oh, the little light mentioned Venus, but it only mentioned Venus because I said Venus when I was communicating with the little light. It's like, it's really self-serving. Like maybe the fact that the ghost can pinpoint that it came from Venus is a sign of, of something greater. That could be the, we may have another here. Right. So I have two theories on this. Um, I kind of, oh, and by the way, so extinguish is, you know, to cease or put out. And so if the extraction was extinguished, it would seem that the extraction was referring to the hive ritual, which the guardians then ceased or, you know, extinguished. Yeah, that's what so, I, think. I mean, that's how I read it. Yeah. So in the, yeah, in the comments off to the side, kind of my two theories are, so one, this is Maya and we're talking about simulated multiple copies here. And so even though we have a stranger, this stranger who's observing, and then we know there's the other stranger who was talking to the ghost to mention Venus they might actually be different people. <laughs> um, oh, oh. So when you think that when she says we may have another, she's referring to another version of herself. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Which I, I say, I want her to be Maya, but um, <laughs> in, in the Vex five card, when she's in the device, she mentions seeing a, a simulation version of herself at one point. Um, so it's not unimpressive. Now, of course that was all, <laughs> um, you know, simulated. So, but anyway, and if this is, if this is a stranger where we've got strangers that are, she's not hopping. So there's the whole thing too of, is it our timeline and she's going forward and backward or is she actually hopping through like alternate timelines here? Um, because well, then it, you could kind of cross two of them from two different timelines who alternately hop to this one. And, you know, so this is interesting because, you know, these occur in the same record, record 142. So mm-hmm. you know, this very much could be multiple instances of the stranger recording at slightly different, you know, like time phases, you know, on the same trip, excuse me, to the same place. Uh, yeah. And this one happened to land, uh, you know, a f- again, a few meters and a few minutes uh, from the prior ritual, which is the one, the, the 0.7.4 one. Right. Uh, and then confirming that contact was made with a, another instance of herself. <laughs> yeah. So then the other theory, I don't get time travel stuff at all. I, I just don't. <laughs> but so I, I'll just make the reference of like, so Interstellar, the movie, mm-hmm. I don't get it. But there's the whole, he in the future had to send messages back to himself. Sorry, spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Spoilers for Interstellar if you haven't seen it. Uh so he in the future had to send messages back to himself in the past, but if he hadn't sent them in the future, he never would have left in the past. And so it's like this loop, right? Where Yeah, it's quantum time. Yeah, and so I don't get it. But that's my other theory here is it's just I don't get it, but it's the same idea. She had you know, there's this past version of herself that had to hear the future version of herself so that the past version would then go into the future. Interesting. So yeah, I don't get I don't get it, but to me it's the same thing. Uh hey, well, I mean, we've we previously mentioned, you know, the the way the way that she sort of comes and goes that we see here is very similar to how the Vex sort of teleport in and out. 
So if she's possibly utilizing either this machine or this machine or in the wherever she's from, uh, aspects of the vault of glass are in play here, like the ability to instance themselves over, you know, using like quantum tunneling effects over multiple things like that is totally vex. Right, right. Uh, but the, then this, so this third entry is where this starts to bug me. Okay. So, so now we have record, <laughs> record 167. So the last one was 142. This is 167. And the bridge is 5.2. Uh, successfully observed guardian discovery of hive on Luna. No evidence today of knowledge past Vex breaches here. Delay in return command is a liability to solve before engaging this close again. Okay. This is the dark beyond. <laughs> this is this so successfully observed guardian dis, discovery of the hive on luna okay this is we've woken the hive exactly uh and the delay in return command is when she's standing there and we look over our shoulder and see her for a second whoops like that's a liability i could have been seen right but how well, can how can this be record 167 when this happens before chamber of night so the way i see it is the records, they're not timestamps in terms of chronology. They're simply journeys, you know, journey 167. So to me, to me, it makes sense in that, okay, she observed the guardians, right? Mm -hmm. Which we know as us, um, extinguish the ritual at the shrine of Oryx, right? So if she knew, she's like, oh, this guardian did this thing. To me, she's she would have then been like, oh, he's interesting. Not entirely interesting, but <laughs> and so at that point, she then would have chosen to go further back in time to kind of to try and follow us a little bit more. Like, okay, if uh, you know, what was he doing before he woke the shrine? Like, because if you read if you read through these these next entries that we'll get to, my theories we're actually going backwards in time with each entry. Huh. Um, so the shrine, the shrine of Orcs incident is what makes her curious in us, and then from there she's starting to these records. Um, she's starting to go further back in time to be like, okay, who is this guy? And so the, she is jumping backwards. Oh, interesting. All right. Um, and yeah, and the interesting thing about just return command because she says, you know, the return command was too long. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Um, so in programming, obviously, like a return command. It ends a child process. So, you know, you've got parent processes that can spawn these child processes. Yeah. Um, to me, that's just interesting because it's like, okay, there is, you know, there's this little idea of maybe she is somehow tied into the simulations. Um, you know, the 227. Oh, interesting. Where interesting. it's like, so there'd be like a parent simulation, which would spawn a child simulation to go out and do something. And then, you know, return command. Okay, call it back. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I don't get it because because <laughs> I immediately am like, well, if it was a simulation, how could she manifest in physical form? I don't but, know. But we know the high, we know the Vex can do that. Uh, Blade transform manifests itself across multiple gates at the same time. True. So anyway, so that's, you know, it's a little thing, just, you know, lots of little evidences. But to me, it's just interesting that, um, you know, return command is very much a, a programming term talking about processes and child processes. So. You know, it kind of leans towards maybe she's some kind of, yeah, simulation or something. Interesting. Well, we have a huge jump here now. 
The last one was record 167. This next one is record 312. Yeah, so it's clearly been, she's done a lot of digging between then and now. So this is bridge 3.3. Watching Guardian Hive engagements confirms a trajectory towards Earth. This moon is theirs, a breeding ground, their black heart perhaps. Different from what we know, but seems to be the same dark end I see us fall to over and over. And just a point, there's the word we again, you know? Mm-hmm. And then us. The fact that she says us here, sometimes I'm like, maybe it's, you know, like, we as in humanity, you know, or I don't know. Or it's literally we, the 227 copy. <laughs> <laughs> this, this first line is interesting. Watching Guardian Hive engagements confirms a trajectory towards Earth. This seems to, she's saying that this confirms that the Hive are making a trajectory towards Earth, and the Guardians are encountering encountering them there. Yeah, like, to me, you know, these are all assumptions, but to me, she might be observing, because she doesn't say the Guardian here, you know, Guardian Hive engagements, like, yeah. okay, because we didn't have that many. Um, I think she might be observing the Battle of Mary Embryum. Oh, so, interesting. So, you know, because we, we know there's a huge Guardian Hive war battle for a little mm-hmm. bit there. And so to me, it's like, maybe that's what she is observing here. And she is going pretty far back. Uh, well, Hmm. No, I'm not so sure on that. Uh, that, that seems too far out of time for this, especially with the next entry. Uh, true. True. Yeah. So also I want to make a, a quick note here. You mentioned, <laughs> You know, she mentions no. Ev- this is the last entry. No evidence today of knowledge past vex breaches here. This is like, oh yeah, we we skipped that somehow. <laughs> uh, but it's really interesting, and this was pointed out to me way back when I was sort of looking into the hive and the vex and all these things. And somebody pointed out that if you go into the Oversoul Throne and you hey, look, this at- was, was it me? I think this it was could, me. It, was this you? Yeah, right That'd before be we were friends. This was yeah, the whole and, like. <laughs> and you look at the architecture. And it's very Vex underneath all that stuff. Like the, I mean, if you strip away the hive influence and the Oversoul throne, like it's like Vex machine work underneath. Yeah. Uh, and that's sort of evidence. And we learned that in the book of sorrows that the, the hive invaded the Oversoul throne. Uh, yeah. Of Crotus world. So, and that, and that's interesting because that ties the Vex again, directly to the hive, which, so it makes sense that the exo stranger is here. If he's following the path of the Vex. Right, and and I hadn't thought of this, <coughs> um, but if we have, I mean, we know from the Books of Sorrow that the Vex poured through. Well, no, that was Oryx's throne world. Was it Crota's or Oryx's throne it world? It was Oryx's that, throne world, but then uh, Oryx whipped Crota through the gates, and it made him fight the Vex <laughs> everywhere. Okay. Uh, but yeah, because it's like... That is an interesting line. She's like, okay, Vex influence on the moon. And she's right. There's no evidence of it now. Um, and to me, that, that goes all the way back to the whole something that shouldn't be here. It almost makes me wonder if, if the Vex at one point were slightly invading our moon. If the stranger is someone from the past, from the Golden Age, we know the Golden Age was all about fighting Vex. Um, and we have, you know, those records of, you know, exo-Vex wars. Mm-hmm. And so it seems like, you know, there's no basis for this, but, you know, maybe the Vex were on the moon. You know, there were actually some Vex moon battles at one point. 
Well, I mean, well, that wouldn't surprise me, you know, if, you know, Oryx flung Crota through the Vex gate network to fight the Vex, and then Crota decides that he's going to use the moon as his gateway to his Oversoul throne. The Vex, obviously, he's been fighting the Vex for a hundred years. The Vex would know to follow him there. Right, right. So the Vex on the moon is not that, you know, far-fetched if they came in through the gate network that they used to breach the hive. Yeah. Yeah, it's very true. Uh, interesting. So this this next one is is really interesting. Well, here before we get there, okay. Um, it's interesting to me. So this is see a record three twelve again. Um, she oh, says yeah. she says the moon is theirs, the hives, uh, a breeding ground, their black heart. And so it's interesting because in the um, the Ikora others. Everyone always refers to the Black Garden as like the Vex birthplace. Um, and my wife's knocking on the door. One second. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk. I'll talk. How about that? Uh, I feel like I should sing you a song or something, Beta, here during this dead space time, which you're going to cut out anyway. Do, 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 talking Vex and Hive. Do, 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 do. Okay, I'm back. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to say my long and again and then just keep going. Okay. (laughs) So, and it's interesting just because, yeah, the black, I, it's just hard to describe. I'm trying to like wrap my head around my own thoughts. But yeah, like, so we know, we know from the books of sorrow that the Vex did not come from the, well, okay maybe they came from the black garden but clearly no, they were no, no clearly they were definitely elsewhere <laughs> At, yeah and so i'm like okay well so what does she mean like and so maybe we know though that the vex derived a lot of their power from the from the black heart um so maybe what she means is kind of something similar to that where maybe the moon is the hive birthplace or like kind of the hive source of power and just like the black heart you know to her was kind of the vex source of birth of power now, I think she has it, personally, I think she has it mixed up here. Uh, she's right that the moon is a hive breeding ground, but that's not what the black heart is uh, for the Vex. Not, I mean, it's certainly not what I believe the black heart to be. Uh, right, she, yeah, she could just completely be misunderstanding the black heart. But, you know, and that's one of the interesting things that we learn from the Books of Sorrow is that there are massive, like, planet size intelligences, these massive Vex minds, just like out there somewhere uh that's certainly not what we encounter in the black garden but those things are so massive and ancient that the stranger could not even have any knowledge of them that if if the vex that she has encountered all seem to be pouring from the black heart she could very much think oh maybe that's just where they come from without knowing that oh man like the vex are a massive presence like elsewhere and it seems weird that I mean, maybe not. Uh, I mean, the Vex took over Mercury. They made it into a machine planet. If you were going to think they were coming from anywhere, you'd think they'd be coming from Mercury. Right. Uh, so it this just seems like she's maybe slightly limited in her knowledge of the origins of the Vex. But well, I'm, it, I'm trying to remember at this point. I'm trying to remember the timeline on that. Was Mercury taken over after Guardians began to rise? No, or it's was that... the very beginning of the collapse. Okay. Okay, so, uh, ghost so yeah. says, the ghost says uh, after the collapse, 
the Vex turned Mercury into a machine in days. Okay. So, yeah, so there was no more defense, so they kind of just came in and steamrolled it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the whole... Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, it goes back to this, yeah, this whole idea of, you know, it seems like the stranger is still trying to learn who the Hive are because, um, yeah, like we, thanks to the Books of Sorrow, we now know where the Vex came from. Yeah. But if we take away the Books of Sorrow, even we're kind of like a uh, Black Garden, yeah. you know, like, and so, also, yeah, it, it would, it would make sense. It's also worth pointing out that the line that immediately follows that up with Ghost uh, was that they would have done, they would have done the same to Earth if the Traveler hadn't stopped them. But at that point, the collapse has already occurred and the Traveler's already crippled. So, or is what, it? Or is it? <laughs> what? What's happening? Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, the one thing I'll say is from Rasputin and Mysteries, if the Gardener is the Traveler, might not be, but mm-hmm. if the Gardener is the Traveler, she was on Mars. And yet somehow then later she made it back to Earth. So... Yes. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's ghost, some time period in between says there. that the last city is the last place on earth that the traveler can still protect so there's something right. going on there yeah all right anyway not going down that rabbit hole so <laughs> let's move on to record 472 bridge 2.1 and it says i followed the light as far back as it goes and i should point out here that light is capitalized and that i think that's important so it says let the little one guide me through Fallen as I puzzle out what the hive want in the bones of this broken cosmodrome. And so this is, goes back to what I said earlier, where I think that once she found, saw us at the shrine, she started hopping back through time. Because little, little one here is capitalized and light are capitalized. And we know earlier she refers to us as little, our ghost as little light. Yeah. That's capitalized. To me, she's referring to the same thing. Um, the little one is our tiny little ghost. At other points, she refers to it as the little light, or she just refers to it as the light. Um, but to me, she's been following kind of our ghost. Because if you remember, the first time that we actually see the Exo Stranger is she pops up on top of the hangar. Yep. When we're flying. The very out. beginning of the game. And a lot of people forget that. But that's actually the first time we see her. And that would line up perfectly with this card because she would have followed our ghost back. At which point she says, let the little one guide me through the fallen. Game opens with our ghost navigating through fallen and the cars, right? Mm-hmm. Resurrects us. And so, and then it doesn't say it here on the card, but it would make sense. Then ghost resurrects us. She's there standing on top of the hangar because of this entry. She was already there. And so to me, that's what this entry is talking about. Well, even guiding us through the fallen means that she could have followed us through the Cosmodrome wall. Right. Uh, and out into the uh, the divide, you know, where we find that first ship that takes us back to the city. Uh, right. And she, yeah, when that ship blasts off, she's in that cutscene. Yeah. So yeah. So to me, that's that's exactly what this is talking about. And so she says, puzzling out what the hive want in the Cosmodrome. Um, that's obvious at this point. Yeah. For us at this anyway. point, <laughs> Rasputin. Yeah. And that kind of goes back to the previous entry, right? It said. Hive guarding engagements prefer, confirm a trajectory towards Earth. And so it kind of, it's this theme of she learns something in one visit and then actually goes kind of further back in time or to other places to try and figure it out. Because we know, obviously, oh, hive engagements going towards Earth. And then next thing, she's like, what do the hive want on Earth? 
So she's kind of following, you know, following these clues through time. So, and that's, I can't wait. One of the reasons I'm interested in the, in our, in our Rasputin episode is that one of the few connections I've never been able to sort of suss out in my brain is why the hive are so obsessed with Rasputin. Right. Like, okay. I get why I know that we know that Oryx is afraid of Rasputin. You know, we learn that as much in game, mm-hmm. but on sort of like this cosmic level, right? You have the king of all shapes, like the Taken King, Oryx, this massive hive god who communes with the deep and direct connection to the darkness and can do all this crazy stuff. Really, this one tiny war mind on this tiny little insignificant planet in our solar system, they're obsessed with finding this one computer. Right. Don't, don't you have... You've conquered <laughs> entire civilizations. You've taken like the most powerfully willed creatures in the galaxy uh and you're scared of this war mind how did you even know it existed right well and and the fact that uh i okay so he's a machine right but like well there's the vex and yeah they kind of went back and forth but generally speaking orcs felt confident in his victory over the vex so yeah it's like what's Rasputin? what's the little ai rasputin got that's different well the only thing that i can imagine is that and I guess we'll talk about this in Rasputin, is that there's very clear evidence that the Golden Age AIs, the war mines, the sub mines, the ship mines, they're true artificial intelligence. Uh, they dream, they fear, uh, they're brave, they make you know their own decisions, they're aware of themselves, they're true sentient AIs, but, which means that they have wills and willpower but they're unable to be taken by Oryx because Oryx cannot take machines. Right. Uh, he can Cause take he, the... Because the Vex, they still have a biological core. Biological core. Uh, and the argument there is like you never see taken uh, harpies uh, other than possibly the Gorgons. Who knows? That's iffy. Uh, and that is because they ha- they're not biological the harpies are purely mechanical constructs right uh where hydras hobgoblins goblins. well that, w- that would go back to uh servitors i just read there's no yeah, taken there's no taken either. servitors are there taken shanks i don't believe there are there are not yeah because yeah orcs can't take machines uh so now and you- and and those machines don't have will either per True. se and the servitors maybe but well, maybe Oryx, maybe Rasputin really is unique in the universe where it's like, you know, an, an artificial construct that has true will and Oryx is trying to find it so he can see if he can take it. Right. Because he knows he can't take us. We're dead. <laughs> uh, okay, so this brings us to the last record on this card. Uh, this is record 473, bridge 1.2. Back to the temple again. But this time the little one knows I'm here. I've seen the failures of so many, but none have been as interesting, preparing to engage. Uh, and that brings us right to sort of the instance of us. Of so, yeah, and and, we'll, and yeah, and so clearly this is the stranger who contacted us from Venus. Yes. This is, you know, going although, down. Although ironically she says going back to the temple, 
but we're pretty sure the transmission came from Venus, but whatever. Maybe she relayed it. Well, so. back to the temple could mean that she's she's back looking at the temple of Crota that we're about to enter because that's what we have to go for Chamber of Night. Right, right. And, um, and so then, yeah, that's that cutscene that plays out. Ghost gets a faint transmission, has to get out into the open to boost the transmission. She tells us that we're interesting, but not entirely interesting. Right. An interesting thing, too, that I just realized is and this cutscene is the Chamber of Night mission, right? Yes. But it's the funny thing is it's not the Shrine of Oryx mission. So it just kind of, to me, reinforces that she doesn't even necessarily know that Oryx exists. Like, Yes, true. You know, she's kind of basing all of her knowledge currently on that incident in the Chamber of Night, but like doesn't seem to have any clue like, you know, well, there's a shrine there to Oryx that we blew up too, but no. you know. <laughs> that, that's Osiris. He's the one who knows that. Right. Um, obviously, she says little one there, which basically confirms my thinking that little one is just another reference to our ghost. Yeah. I mean, I think that's pretty obvious at this point. Although it's interesting, like in the original scrapped story, the Exo Stranger was a servant of Osiris. Uh, she sort of was his voice, uh, which is super interesting, uh, given that the connection between the Vex and the Hive and what we just said about the Shrines of Oryx uh, and the Temple of Night, things like that. Right, right. Um, what's interesting to me, too, on this, on this uh, record entry is so she says i've seen the failures of so many but none have been as interesting and so that's to me it's really interesting because let me scroll up where's the one where she says you may have found another or uh... oh yeah when i when i was saying yeah this is record 142 bridge 08.1 uh the little light mentioned venus we may have another and yeah and so it's just interesting because you're like okay so is the other, um, is it her? <coughs> and, you know, or has she watched multiple guardians fail? Well, in a stranger's call on Venus, one of the parts of her uh, cutscene where she says, many guardians fell, brave ones. Uh, so she has seen other guardians get destroyed. Uh, and as far as we know, the Vex don't have the ability to destroy Guardians. Only the Hive can do that. Right. Hmm. So that, that could very much be in reference to, you know, she has watched any number of Guardians, including the one that is just sort of like that poor dude who's dead outside the Temple of Crota. Right, right. Uh, who is unceremoniously covered with a rock <laughs> during, the, <laughs> during that Taken King mission where you have to escape... That poor dude. Uh, next time you play that mission, if you're not going for Black Spindle, uh, finish the mission, run outside the Temple of Crota. There's a rock where that body should be, but if you go around the back side of it, you can see his hand sticking out. <laughs> <laughs> that, that poor guy. Also, that same guy, uh, you'll see this if you do this week's Nightfall, uh, the Dust Palace. As you get to the top of the Dust Palace, there's that heavy ammo box between those two flaming jets there's a dead guardian in there it's the same model that <laughs> those <laughs> poor titans just can't get a break yep well that takes us to the end of the card all right so. it's nice it's i mean it's nice to see some uh some exo strangers going on i feel like she was a really important character at the start at the very beginning of the game she sticks with you like she gives you your first real legendary weapon 
uh, and she plays an important part in the vanilla story, and then we never hear from her again. Right. And then eventually we get an exotic that just says, soon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm hoping, I again, to, to step out of the game a little bit, I feel like her absence could very clearly be attributed to her voice actress uh, being very, very busy uh, as she... Now, I'm going to have to quickly look up her name. I apologize in advance. Uh, <laughs> but she is, uh, she's Glenn's, Glenn's main squeeze on The Walking Dead. Uh, that is her voice. Lauren, Lauren Cohen. Uh, she is the Exo Stranger, and then she is also Maggie on The Walking Dead. So I'm my guessing is as The Walking Dead got insanely popular, uh, her time became very valuable and maybe not so much to come back and record new lines for the exo stranger right yeah and i uh yeah i'm i'm torn at this point because there are so many loose threads now that like the the next the next content update i can't decide what i actually want because i'm like well i want exo stranger but if i get that then i might not get anything about cabal and I want Cabal, but then I might, you know, like... Well, well, it's interesting. So I think I mentioned this earlier when we were talking about Rasputin, where Rasputin is unique among these NPC characters because he's encountered all the alien races. Like, aside from our Guardian, there's nobody really confirmed to have encountered every other alien race. But right. the first missions on Earth have the Fallen trying to crack into Rasputin, then on the last array and many times elsewhere, the hive attack Rasputin. Uh, Rasputin encounters the cabal on, right, on, on Mars, yeah, on Dust Mars Palace. in the Dust Palace. And, you know, the, the vet, we know the Vex in the Ishtar Collective, they, they, they used a war mind to help combat the Vex. Uh, so, but the, I think the Exo Stranger is a character who comes really close. Uh, clearly, she was led through the Fallen. We learned that here. She followed us through the wall. And when we were first discovered as a guardian, she encounters the Hive very clearly. Uh, she's, she fights, you know, or she appears right after we fight a bunch of Vex after not helping us with them. Uh, <laughs> And it stands to reason, again, this is only an assumption because there's no confirmation of this, but with the Vex conflict on Mars, with the Cabal, the Black Garden being on Mars, uh, it stands to reason that the, that the stranger would have at some point encountered the Cabal. Right. Uh, and that's although, the closest. Although we don't know when. That, that one is a maybe because if... Yeah, it's a very much a maybe. It, it depends when she was aware of the garden and when the cabal actually showed up. Cause we don't really have a timeline, right? Of when the cabal actually showed up on Mars. True. But in, in just in the course of sort of our guardians progress, like if it's insinuated that she is always keeping an eye on us, uh, she would have watched us probably followed us through the cabal and been like, oh man, they found the Black Garden. Like again, that black right. that Black Garden mission. It seems very strange that we don't hear from her until the very, very end of that. Where... Yeah, I was because I was about to say, like, yeah, you'd expect her to show up at the gate right before you walk in. Yeah. Like... Uh, and even later, like later on, like I was really surprised that there's no Exo Stranger involvement in the Vault of Glass. Uh, 
Right. You think she would have been happy about that? Yeah. So, so it's interesting. It's interesting that, you know, where she pops up in the story, maybe, you know, her part had been cut down significantly from what it was in the original story. You know, maybe she's not there because her voice actress was busy. Uh, who knows? Uh, hopefully we'll see more of her. I really hope we do. You know, if Bungie was able to go so far as to completely recast Ghost with a new voice, uh, I would hate to see the Exo Stranger recast. I think her voice is great. Uh, and the delivery of some of those lines, not that Peter Dinklage didn't do an amazing job with some of his, uh, would sound very strange in somebody else's voice. Right. That's like the slight accent. Do we know what, where Maya Sundresh was from? Does she have an accent? Uh, I'll to, I don't think so. We could look at her picture in the Cade's journal, but I, uh, I don't think it ever specifies because the first we encounter her, she's already on Venus. Yeah. So. All right. Well, that, that does it for Ghost Fragment, the Exo Stranger 2. Hopefully at some point in the future, we'll get Ghost Fragment, the Exo Stranger 3. Uh, and if we can't follow her in-game, uh, maybe the, the Grimoire will unveil more about her. Yeah. Yeah. But now we've now that we've clocked in at an hour, almost an hour solid. Uh, <laughs> every I feel like every time we record a whisper, we really push <laughs> that term. These right. are these are our short form episodes for covering smaller topics. An hour later, <laughs> right? <laughs> what was that to say for covering one card? Yeah, I think we can still take two hours on the card, but it's just one card. <laughs> They're not the these massive jigsaw puzzles that we're assembling for some of our other episodes. Right. <laughs> All right. That'll do it. That'll do it for us. Uh, this has been Destiny Ghost Stories or wait, Ghost Stories, a Destiny podcast. I think X-Ray will kill me if I don't get that right. <laughs> uh, this was episode 10 of Ghost Whispers, Exo uh, Stranger. And uh, that's going to do it for me. I am Drop Slash. Uh, you are... <laughs> And I'm be- <laughs> I am Beta Chieftain. <laughs> and uh, we're going to sign off, and hopefully whoever's editing this can... Maybe maybe we can get actually to record an outro for us. There we go. That'd be fun. Or just stick some silly music in it. My guess is that you're going to be editing this. Yeah, I probably will. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So long, everyone. We'll, uh, we'll catch you in the next yep. one. Yep. Thanks for listening. Talking Vex and Hive. Do 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 talking vex and hive. Do 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 talking.